Everybody, it's your boy John Erez, and welcome to another edition of the Views from the John podcast. I am that John, your host, John Erez, and today's date for me is Thursday, July 2nd, 2020. July 2nd. Wow. Where is the summer going? It's just going by so fast in the blink of an eye. It's going to be October. It is, though. Isn't that always the case? I love summer. I live for the summer. Don't like winter because I live in the Northeast and it's cold and snowy. So I live for the summer. Live for it. Love it. I've been enjoying every day of this summer despite the total disdain that America is in right now. Uh, Loving the weather. Today it's like 91 degrees out. Super humid. I got the AC blasting. I got fans blasting. And I have an extremely hot light pointed right at my face. I just got out of the shower. Isn't that another crazy thing? It doesn't matter if it's uh, 100 degrees out or 20. When I get out of the shower, I'm cold. And then a couple of minutes later, I'm warm. And then I'm warm for the next hour. And then I get cold again. <laughs> it's like there's no winning. You know? doesn't matter how cold or hot it is outside. If I take an ice cold shower, hot shower, when I step out of the shower, I'm freezing. Then once I'm dry, I'm hot. doesn't matter if it's 10 degrees out or 100. You see the things that I have to deal with? Oh my god, my life is so difficult. All right, uh, first things first, you're going to get annoyed with me, but I probably annoyed you months ago. So, welcome to my life, right? Welcome to the show that I take uh, literally eight plus hours to record and produce, so all eight of my fans across the world can watch me do it. Yeah, buddy. All right, so yeah, I am in a strange, goofy, weird, kind of ranty mood today, so let's dive right in. I told you I was going to get annoying because every day, or every time I do this podcast, I'm going to start off by asking you to please like the video, please subscribe to the video, uh, and please share the video. That's all I can ask of you. If you could please, 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 please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on Spotify or Google, this podcast is literally on every podcasting platform imaginable. I, you know, I, I'm even on platforms I didn't know I was on. Um, I had a buddy of mine that uh, found out recently that I had a show. And uh, he likes talking to me, and he's like, dude, I would love to listen to your show every day. How can I get your podcast? I'm an Android user. And no one's ever asked me that. I don't know. I'm an Apple guy. So uh, when I go to listen to podcasts, I go to Apple or Spotify. And if I want to watch a podcast, I watch it on YouTube. Uh, But uh, for Android users, this podcast is on Google. So I guess Android users, you've been going to Google. Uh, So anyways, I had to send him the Google link uh, to the Google podcast page that 
this is the home of my podcast or whatever. So anyways, um, so yeah, whatever format you're listening on, that's fantastic. I appreciate you just listening. But uh, if you could hop on to YouTube, uh, maybe check it out. Maybe you'd rather watch than listen. You know, depends. I've always told you guys I'm a big fan of Bill Burr's podcast, the Bill uh, and Burt Kreischer podcast, Burt Kreischer's podcast, Two Bears, uh, One Cave podcast with Burt and Tom Segura, Your Mom's House podcast with Tom Segura and Christina P., uh, Theo Vaughn this past weekend. I watch a lot of podcasts, and uh, if I'm in my car, I'm usually listening to it uh, in the car. Can't watch video while you're driving. Well, I guess you could, but it would be a little bit unsafe. But, uh, yeah, when I'm home, I tend to watch the podcast because uh, I'd rather look, you know, and that's why I started to stage this crazy stuff behind me, right? Because they tell you in podcasting 101, you can't just be funny or serious and have a talk show. People don't want to just make eye contact with my I'm looking. You want to look at little things behind me, right? You want to look at some uh, of my band's t-shirts behind me, maybe the Celtics fan, Oops, Celtics fan only. I'm a Boston native. What do you expect? Celtics? Uh, Red Sox, uh, Stewie Griffin, shape as a football, right? There's a there's another record over. My, see, I can't. I'm looking at myself in reverse, so I can't. You know, it's like trying to back up with a trailer. You just got to turn the truck in the opposite direction, right? You think I can do that? Fuck no. You ever seen those videos of somebody trying to back a boat up to a boat ramp who doesn't know how to back up a trailer? That's me. I couldn't do it. I like to think I'm great at everything, but uh, backing up a trailer, not so great. So anyways, let's start off this podcast today with a rant. Something I'm getting a little sick and tired of. There's a lot of things in the country today that I'm getting really sick and tired of. But I'm resisting the urge to uh, do what everyone else is doing. Talking about protesting and defunding the police and all that kind of stuff. Ain't gonna do it. Keeping my mouth shut. I got along with friends of all different uh, backgrounds, races, and colors my entire life. 42 years old without talking about this stuff. And now that we're talking about it, people are buttonheads that have been friends for 40-something years. There's no reason for it. Okay? So I'm taking a step back. I love everybody. Despite what I might say or do or whatever, I love everybody. Okay? And I support everybody. And uh, I believe in living and letting live. So that's about as far as I'm going to go with that kind of bullshit today. However, here is something that we might all be able to agree on, except for those that I'm about to make fun of, okay? And that is this, this whole notion of sharing the road. Do you know what I'm going down right now besides a road, right? Share the road. It's a sentiment that uh, these amateur Lance Armstrongs like to present to you, right? There's a lot of bicyclists out there, and I'm fine with that, right? You know, uh, multiple things about this I don't get. In the city in which I live in, uh, there are gorgeous, gorgeous sidewalks on all the streets, pretty much. Huge sidewalks, all freshly paved for you to ride your bike down, jog down, maybe walk your dog down it. But people, despite having these beautiful sidewalks way away from the road, they like to walk and jog down the road. All right, you know, I mean, cars are supposed to be on the road, right? That's what we build roads for, our cars. I'm driving a 4,000 pound car. 
you're driving a four pound bicycle, you know? I mean, literally, you drive down the street and you got people walking their dog and jogging and uh, riding their bike, not on the sidewalk where it's completely free and clear. And I'm not talking in a major city here, people, where the sidewalks are just chuck full of people like New York City or downtown Boston or L.A., right? No, I'm away from the city in the suburbs, in the sticks, kind of, right? We do have a downtown and it's pretty big. It looks like a little miniature, you know, I don't know, Quincy Market or, uh, you know, West Village or whatever. But uh, when you go a couple miles away from the center of the city in which I live in, uh, it's it's like residential, you know, old old houses, big trees, nice streets, big sidewalks. But like I said, everyone is walking in the road instead of the sidewalk. OK, I can deal with that. All right. Evidently, we have to share the road. I'm all about sharing, right? It's a two-way street, metaphorically and literally, right? But you guys have seen this, and I know I know you have, so don't deny it. But there's these guys out there, right? Some of them could be women. I don't know. But what I've seen, they're mostly men. And they dress up like they're literally in the Tour de France, right? They look like they're Lance Armstrong. They just don't have a 10-speed and a helmet. These guys are decked, decked out, right? They don't have, they, like, they have specific shoes, like those toe clip shoes that are like 150 bucks. They just can't pedal. They got to put their feet into these toe clip things. And they're dressed with the uh, bike pants and the bike shirt and the water bottles and the, and the goggles. And, you know what I'm saying? They literally think and look like they're fucking Lance Armstrong, right? And these guys, they're all about sharing the road. And they want you to share the road with them. I'm all for that. But how many times have you run into these people and they're literally like in your lane? They're not on the side of the road or the sidewalk. They're in the middle of your lane, right? And if you go around them, they get angry. And if you go around them, you're crossing a double line, which is against the law that a police officer is going to pull you over. Oh, wait a minute. No, we're not. We're defunding and getting rid of the police. I guess you can go and break those laws. So yeah, anyways. Um, these guys drive me nuts. I'm all about sharing the road. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's my road. You know what I'm saying? As much as I would love to have every road to myself and have no other car or pedestrian on it, that's not the, you know, you know it's unrealistic. We got to share the road, which is fine. We can share the road. But why, Mr. Lance Armstrong wannabe, do you have to drive right down the center of the road, right? These guys want to be treated like they're like a motorcycle or something. Well, that's great. If you're going to drive straight down the road and not allow me to pass, but then like they want you to come to a complete stop at a stop sign. But how many times have you seen these, these amateur Lance Armstrongs? They want to be treated like they were a car in the road. But then when it comes to the stop sign or red light, they'll just blow right through it. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Uh, it's like that women's movement or believe all women or me too, or maybe I'm getting it totally wrong. But uh, a handful of years ago, um, you know, all these women came out and were like, we want equality. But they didn't want equality equal to men. They wanted to pick and choose like it was a buffet. We'll take the same amount an hour 
but you can keep the movie, uh, but you can pay for the movies. You know what I'm saying? They're picking and choosing. They don't want equality with guys across the board. They want all the good parts of being a guy, but all the icky parts of being a guy, like when the Titanic sinks or there's a burning building, women and children first, no problem with that. They don't want to be a guy in that case. You know what I'm saying? It's no different with me, the driver, in this amateur Lance Armstrong. We want to be treated equal on the roadways, but that's not really the case. They want to have everything their way and be able to eat it too. They want to be treated like they're a motorcyclist, right? But do they have to stop at a stop sign? No, they just blow right through it. They weave in and out of cars. You hit them. It's your fault. It's a two-way street to make anything work, whether it's having cars and bikes on the same road get along, whether it's, uh, you know, two very different people from different backgrounds. It takes two to tango, buddy. Both sides have to work at it. And it's just, it's, it's just gotten crazy around here with the amount of people, not just bicyclists, but the amount of people who aren't walking on these gorgeous sidewalks and they're choosing to walk their toddler on the side of a busy street as opposed to a sidewalk and it's just like i don't get it i don't get it and i'm fascinated by things that make me scratch my head you know there isn't a day that goes by where i don't see something on youtube or twitter or on tv or on the news where i'm just not like really just you know, it's almost like I'm standing in front of somebody that's telling me that the ocean is, uh, like the water is dry. You know, something so outlandish, I'm just like, what? Water is not wet? Yeah, yeah, water's not wet. And you're just like, you know, that's what happens to me all day long. I see people doing this, that, and the other thing, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm, Believe me, I try to be as progressive as possible. We, we have to progress. Times are changing. We need to change. But at the same time, some things are better left well enough alone, you know? Just about uh, just having common sense and logic and not thinking with uh, emotions. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you guys, I'm sure, have experienced it. There's a ton of people that don't want to ride or walk in a sidewalk. They want to ride their bike, not on the side of the road, but right down the middle of the road. And it's just amazing to me because I've always been cool with these people and I give them a wide berth and, uh, you know, really try to be careful around them. But, you know, it's, it's just amazing to me how many times these people completely screw up traffic and they're always yelling at people about coming too close to them and shit. And it's like, it just, I don't know. It drives me nuts. What are you doing? You Lance Armstrong friggin' wannabe riding your friggin' Tour de France bike right down the middle of the street. Get out of the road. I'm fine with sharing it, bro, but I mean, do you have to drive straight down the middle of the road and weave in and out of traffic? You want me to come to a complete stop at a stop sign, but yet you blow right through it, but yet if I don't give you enough space in your lane, it's... I don't know, bro. <sighs> but that's something I would love to know, though. That's something I would love to know. And curiosity killed the cat. Maybe one day I will literally be killed because my curiosity got the better, you know, the better of me. But, uh, you know, when I was growing up, you know, we had to walk 10 miles both ways uphill to school in the fucking snow. Right. You know, but no, seriously, when I was a kid, uh, we did very little. We rode bikes everywhere. 
everywhere. From the time my training wheels came off at six or five, I was whipping up and down the street, going to friend's house a mile away, right through the time I got my license. We were, we were biking everywhere. And the majority of the time that we rode bikes, we rode on the sidewalks. And why did we do that? Because it was safer. It was safer than riding your bike in the road where a 4,000 pound car can come careening into you on your four pound bike. Who's gonna win? So why don't you ride on the sidewalk? And this is in my city, people. You might be watching this in LA or Kansas City or New York City and say, dude, we can't ride bikes on the freaking sidewalk in New York City. Yeah, I get it, okay? But just picture small town USA with a population of maybe 30,000 people in a 60 square mile area where most of the streets are just big old houses with the big oak trees with the giant sidewalk that's 50 feet from the side of the road. This is what the city has all around here. But everybody is riding, walking, and pushing their infants down the middle of the road. It, it, I don't get it. I would love to ask one of these people one day, just, you know, next time I see a couple, like on my street, that has, uh, we had one of the worst streets in this city, and then a couple of years ago it was paved and it was widened. So I live on this beautiful, super wide street with a brand new paved sidewalk gorgeous sidewalk in the majority of the people I'll see walk down my street every day are literally like in the middle of the road as opposed to the sidewalk. And just one of these days, I just want to ask one of these people, why? Why do you choose to walk in the street where a four ton, five ton car, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of weight. I'm a uh, two ton car can literally run into you when you have this gorgeous, gorgeous sidewalk that was literally purposely built so it's like, if nobody wants to use a sidewalk in a community like this, why do we even build them? You know, we could just literally take the sidewalks away and then widen the street out. So it's like, you know, you could comfortably put cars on either side of the street and have two huge lanes and have bike lanes and walking lanes. But oh my God, no, that would be too unsafe. We need a sidewalk to walk on. But yet we have all these beautiful sidewalks and we got these amateur Lance Armstrongs just right down the middle of the street all day long, weaving in and out of traffic going 50 miles an hour. And uh, yeah, I don't get it. The two-way street, literally and figuratively, in order for it to work, we both have to be cool. One of us can't be an asshole. And of course, I'm never the asshole. All right, moving on to the next topic. Um, I just got word about an hour ago, and I'm probably going to butcher her name, but that's okay, because she deserves to have her name butchered. Uh, Gislaine, Gislaine, Hislaine, Gislaine Maxwell. Evidently, she was the uh, ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend of the now deceased pedophile of Pedophile Island, Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Evidently, this uh, Gislaine or Gislaine Maxwell broad was uh, pretty much Jeffrey Epstein's uh, right-hand lady. Evidently, she was in charge of bringing in all these underage girls and uh, like being their mom or like pimp or whatever. And then she was in charge of setting up, uh, you know, I almost said it, but I won't. But uh, yeah, so let's just say this, okay? We knew, everybody knows in the world and around the country that Jeffrey Epstein had some seriously, seriously hardcore dirt 
on some very wealthy elite people across the world, including even possible presidents and former presidents. I mean, I'm talking like eyes wide shut, fuck party level type of uh, dirt. Like, I'm pretty sure Epstein in his safe or in his archive, because evidently there were literally security cameras in every room in that house on Epstein Hump Island, right? So don't tell me for a second that that guy, Epstein, couldn't have testified against maybe Trump, Clinton. I mean, every billionaire that's running this country behind the scenes, I think, has been to that island. And uh, what do you know? Before Epstein ever had a chance to share anything he knew, he wound up dead. And I don't think there's too many people in this country that think he just took his own life. Think about it. If you are multi-billionaire, like uh, a Trump or a Clinton, and there is somebody that literally could put you in jail, you don't think shady shit goes behind the scenes where people are killed? This is real life, man. This ain't a movie. Real life is more real in, you know, than movies, you know? But that kind of shit happens, man. We don't live in a world that's all puppy dogs and rainbows. A lot of the crazy shit that you've read in books or movies really does go on behind the scenes. It's just not talked about. So if you don't think for a second that this uh, Ghislaine Maxwell lady doesn't have some serious, serious information on some very seriously rich, powerful people, then you're mistaken. And if she ends up dead in the next couple days, it's just gonna further underline that there is a lot more uh, bullshit going on behind the scenes. Epstein didn't make it a day or two because of the dirt he had on some really, really high-ranking, wealthy, wealthy people that literally, I think, run this whole like world behind the scenes, like the super elite, the eyes wide shut fuck party people. And this lady, this Maxwell lady, I think literally has everything Epstein had. She knows who was there, when they were there. She could point fingers. She could literally tank ex-presidents, current presidents, future presidents. And if you think any multi-billionaire that can have people whacked like that is going to let this broad, you know, come out and say shit that Epstein couldn't, no. So there needs to be, so it's going to be super interesting. It's going to be super interesting to see if she makes it in talks. Uh, we saw how quickly and under the rug Epstein was uh, killed. And uh, yeah, we'll see how long Miss Maxwell makes it. I hope, I seriously hope she does. There better be a camera feed connected to the internet of her cell 24-7. If there's another supposedly suicide or she has a heart attack tonight in custody, it's, it's plainly obvious that there's so much more going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? You don't think there's multi-billionaires out there that have like one of those red 80s phones that can just be like, store this dude. Eh. You know? And it just happens like in a fucking movie. You don't think that kind of shit exists? Whew. So yeah. I'm happy she was found. I'm happy she's arrested. I hope every fucking person that had the... I don't even know what adjective to use. Um, 
you know, there's bad people in the world. There's people that murder, there's people that rape, steal, kill, all sorts of shit. But to have billions of dollars and fly to a private island so you can have sex with an underage girl, I don't give a fuck who you are, how many billions of dollars you have. You deserve to be buried underneath the prison. So I'm hoping Miss Maxwell can stay alive, and I'm hoping she can bring to justice all the people that visited that island who had sex with underage women. Every one of them. I don't care how rich you are or how powerful you are. That doesn't mean you're above the law. If you're a police officer in a badge, it doesn't give you the right to kneel on a dude's neck. If you have a lot of money, it doesn't give you the right to be a fucking asshole and a pedophile, right? Nobody is above the law. Nobody is above moral and ethical standards based on your skin color, your age, your race, uh, how much money you have or don't have. Nobody's above the law. So anybody that visited this island that had sex with little girls, I don't care how much money you have or anything, I hope you fucking burn in hell, and I hope this Maxwell lady survives so, so you can let us know which one of these elitists that have been, you know, getting Illuminati juice poured on them at these parties and shit, I want them to go down. No child should have to endure that, especially at the hands of some powerful billion-dollar idiot. Oh, my God. So yes, hopefully she stays alive, and we know if she's not alive in the next couple days that uh, it's plainly obvious what's going on here, you know? Too many elites don't want to see their, you know, face on CNN tonight, so we'll see how long she lasts. All right, let's try to move on to some more uplifting shit, shall we? Um, old man moment of the week. I'm getting older. It's my first time getting older. And uh, every week I've been sharing with you uh, different things that I'm noticing about getting older. I think it was a couple weeks ago, uh, the old man moment was um, uh, rogue hairs, finding hairs that hairs shouldn't be growing and finding hairs that are like six feet long, that kind of stuff. Uh, last week, the old man moment was uh, peeing a lot. You know, this old man, he plays three. He gets up ten times a night to pee. Uh, yes, so the old man moment of this week, in a very general sense, is just forgetfulness. I don't know if it's uh, something else or if it's just old age, but as I'm getting older, my memory is beginning to suck. I can't literally remember a lot of uh, my youth. I can, um, I can recite to you a movie line from a movie I watched once in 1984, but yet I can't remember one of my brother's birthdays. So like I am the king of retaining like super useless information, but yet super important dates like my parents' anniversary. Every year I don't remember, right? But yet I can remember the opening line from the 1984 Tom Hanks movie Splash with Daryl Hannah. You know, it's like the amount of useless information that I can retain and recall is unbelievable. But trying to recall something uh, more recent, can't do it. In uh, what's been happening lately, I think I said this like a month ago on my podcast. Uh, I was looking for my TV remote maybe three weeks or a month ago. 
Couldn't find it. It's literally always here in my office, on my coffee table. Always. I don't put it anywhere else. Couldn't find this fucking remote. I'm tearing through the living room, uh, tearing apart the couch, looking under the couch, between the cushions, everywhere. You know where I found the remote? It was in my refrigerator. And it's like, at what point did I get up and decide the refrigerator is the right place to put this device? You know what I'm saying? And then it happened to me uh, earlier this week or last week. And this is why we're on the topic of forgetfulness. I literally got up from, I think, where I'm sitting. And I walked through the kitchen into the hallway. And then I stopped. And I stopped and I just sat or stood there for a second like this. And I was like, why did I get up? What am I doing in the hallway? I was on the couch in the middle of watching a show. I got up and here I am in the hallway. The bathroom is in front of me. My bedroom's on the right. Why am I here? And I stand there and I'm like, okay, I'm standing here. I don't have to pee. I don't have to poop. There's nothing in my bedroom I needed. Why did I get up? And then I'll go and sit down again. But it's like it, that literally happens once a day where I'll be like walking to go do something and then halfway there i will completely forget what i was even walking into that room to do completely forget you know how many ideas i have pop up a day or a week for this show but yet my phone's not in my pocket like i'll literally be like in the bathroom maybe shaving or shaving my head or taking a pee and i'll be like oh my god i just thought of the perfect story or topic to talk about on my show let me zip up my zipper and wash my hands. And when I get back in the living room, I'll write it down in my notes so I'll remember it. But by the time I'm done, uh, you know, with the thought and I'm zipping up my zipper, the thought's gone. <laughs> so this is why I have to write down as much as I can in my phone because I literally forget. Um, you know, stand-up comedy is going to be opening back up soon here in Massachusetts. Um, don't know how it's going to quite look yet or what it's going to do. I know COVID is spiking again, so maybe we get locked down, but I've been working on a lot of material. I have a lot of great material and it's going to be a lot of self-deprecating comedy. I'm not going to be doing political jokes or doing George Floyd jokes or doing race jokes or doing gender jokes. None of that. It is going to, it is going to be impossible for anybody to be offended by my comedy because I'm not going to be that edgy. I was starting off super edgy and immediately the crowd would pull back. I could never get them back again. So as long as I make fun of myself and I have a lot of shit I can make fun of myself or I've been through a lot in my life, a lot of tragedy. I know how to spin it to make it funny. So that's what I'm literally going to do. The next couple of years, I'm going to focus on not being edgy, I'm just going to focus on the basics, looking at the silly things I've done in my life, not pointing the finger at the left or the right or anybody else, pointing the finger at me. Look at this screwed up situation I had. And uh, right off the bat, I blamed X, Y, and Z. But you know what? It was my fault. And here's why. And we make it funny at the same time. It's going to be all. So that's just it. You know, I was trying too hard to be, um, you know, like a shocky comedian. And, uh, you know, I wasn't being sensitive at all to what people might not find funny or maybe would get a little bit triggered by. And uh, I realized you don't have to do that. All I need to do is talk about some of the craziness that I've lived through. And, uh, you know, 
it would be literally impossible for people to get offended by it. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I literally, as I'm talking this instant, I have no idea what I was talking about a minute ago or what got me on this tangent. Oh yeah, forgetfulness, perfect. Because <laughs> I literally just fucking forgot what I was talking about. So yeah, old man moment of the week, forgetfulness. I can't say that when I was younger, I didn't get up and forgage, uh, occasionally forget what I was going to do, but it literally happens a couple times a day where I'll be standing in my bedroom halfway through, halfway down the hallway, uh, standing outside with car keys in my hand going, what was I going to do? <laughs> and literally not having any idea what I was going to do. It, it's just, it, it's crazy. All right. Uh, another thing that we're going to be doing weekly is the uh, Would You Rather. And this week, the question was sent in by Jonathan. Jonathan Vegas. All right. Is this Jonathan from Vegas? Or is your last name Jonathan Vegas? Because last week we had a guy write in. Uh, I forget his first name, but his last name was Seekonk. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a Seekonk on the coast of Massachusetts. Are you XYZ from Seekonk? And are you from Vegas? Or is that your last name? But anyways, Mr. Vegas writes in, would you rather keep your name or change it? I thought that was a great question. Um, I've never liked my name. Never liked it. Such a common name, John. Steve, Bob, Rick, you know, they're so common. But then in the last 20 years, right, we've gotten into all these really progressive, uh, uh, I don't even know what kind of names to call them. Uh, uh, millennial type names like Bryce, Harper, Cooper, Connor, uh, I don't know, Jaden, Aiden, uh, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Harper, friggin', you know, whatever, you know? So, yeah. Names have come a long way, right? You know, how many people here in 2020 being born are, you know, are being given names like uh, Stashu, right? Stanley. Or uh, how many babies born in 2020 will be named uh, like Rick, Richard, Dick, or uh, Bob? You know, the super common names, you know, all the names the past 20, 30 years have turned into Coopers and Harpers and Bryces and Aidens and Jadens and that kind of stuff. Right. But there's no more of those regular old wholesome American names. Right. You know, Bob, John, Rick, Steve, you know, Al, you know, such such simple, basic names. And, you know, looking at my name, you know, I'll. Over the years, especially the baby booming bra burning generation, right? When they had kids, uh, they started to name their kids uh, after the place that they were conceived, right? You got people that are named, uh, you know, Tex. They were conceived in Texas. You got a guy named Cleveland. Maybe he was conceived in Cleveland, you know? You got a guy named, uh, what's another city? Uh, Dallas, you know, you know? Something like that. But see, my parents didn't do that. They didn't name me after the city in which I was conceived in. They went real specific. They went right to the actual place in the city in which I was conceived. And I ended up being named John. Right? 
because they did it in a toilet, John, right? If they did it in Texas, maybe I could have been Tex. If they did it in Dallas, maybe they would have named me Dallas. If they did it in Cleveland, maybe I would have been named Cleveland. But even if they did it in Cleveland because they did it in the John, they skipped the Cleveland part and just said John. <laughs> so yes, if you haven't noticed by now, the views from the John is a double entendre. Views from the John, like me, and then views from like the John as if you're sitting on the John. Like I have a bathroom. Yeah, I have a bathroom. Yeah, I have a bathroom as opposed to an outhouse. No, I have a window in my bathroom. If you look at my latest and newest podcast cover, which I'm super thrilled about, everybody who has seen my latest podcast cover, that's the cover I wanted from day one, the professional-looking cover, as if I've been doing this for 20 years. That's the shot I wanted, the look I wanted. And everybody I showed that picture is like, how much did that cost you? Which professional did you hire? And I'm like, nobody, dude. I don't have a lot of money to be throwing at this podcast right now. You know, I have a regular, uh, you know, job in the IT field doing podcasts and stand up. It's only, I'm only about a year old doing it. So uh, very slowly but surely, I'm starting to invest more and more money into this. But, um, I don't have, and literally, I've just once again lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Uh, I was talking about my name and my podcast. Oh, yeah, the podcast artwork. Uh, I did that myself. Uh, that's the shot that I always wanted. And uh, I did it not through expensive cameras or hiring professionals. I just did it because uh, I have an iPhone Pro Max, which has a good camera on it, and uh, I like to edit that kind of stuff. Um, so anyways, it was a lot of hard work, but I'm happy it came out. And I literally, as I sit here, do not know why I even brought that up. I was talking about my name. So would I keep my name or change it? Um, and I've thought about this because I've never liked my name. John, it's been too plain. Everybody assumes I'm J-O-H-N, but I'm not. I'm just J-O-N. And people assume that because I'm J-O-N, my full name must be Jonathan. But it's not. It's just John. And I actually do not have a middle name. Legally, on my birth certificate, I do not have a middle name. I am just John J-O-N Ares. A-R-E-Z. That's it. So um, I obviously, you know, my mother gave me that name. My mother was and is and will always will be the most special person on the planet to me. And I feel like it would be a kick in my parents' uh, cojones to change my name. They gave me that name. They gave birth to me. They raised me. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of think it would be disrespectful towards them to change my name. But at the same time, they're cool enough people where if all they want for their kids is for their kids to be happy. And I think if they thought that it would make me happier by getting my name legally changed, they wouldn't care. Because all their focus is on is they want their kids to be healthy and happy. And if I'm happier with a different name, then they're going to be like, fine, go for it. And that's why um, it's great to have good parents. Uh, so what would I do? Um, True story. All of my brothers, I have two brothers. There's three of us. I grew up in a house with uh, two older brothers. So uh, all of our names start with J. 
My oldest brother, Jamie, middle brother, Jeff, littlest guy, me, John. All of our names start with J. So when, and I was, I'm the baby of the house. I was the last person to be born. So when my parents were trying to name me, they were kicking around J's obviously. And uh, I was almost a Jeremy or a Joshua. And I'll tell you right off the top of my head, I like the name Jeremy and Josh more than I do John. I think I look more like a Jeremy or a Josh. If, I, if my name was Jeremy or Josh, would it be like, oh man, he doesn't look like a Jeremy or Josh. I think I look like a Jeremy or Josh, but I don't think I look like a friggin' toilet bowl. And that's what I was named after, a John, right? So I don't know. Um, I don't know what is entailed, I guess, what is involved in getting your name legally changed, but you know what? I'm not ruling it out. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, actually having a different first name. And uh, off the top of my head, what would I name myself? Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. Uh, you know, I just made fun of all these new modern names like Bryce and Cooper and all that kind of stuff. But I actually kind of like those names. I've always liked the name Cooper. Um, if I had a dog, I would might name him Cooper. Uh, so yeah, I think the name Cooper's really cute, uh, for a, a little kid, if it was my kid, but I don't know if I would name myself Cooper, but I don't know. That is a great question, uh, Mr. Vegas, and thank you very much. Um, so yeah, would I rather keep my name or change it? I think I'm 50-50. I got, uh, I got some problems with my name, but I respect my name because my mother gave it to me, and I love my mother. And, uh, but yeah, I'm not too thrilled with John. I think, uh, I think I look more like a, uh, I don't know. I look more like a, like a Mitch. Mitch. Yeah. Nah, Mitch is too weak. Lance. No, we just talked about Lance Armstrong. What do I look like? A, a, a Duke? Hey, my name's Duke. I'm the Duke of York. I don't know. I'll have to think of a name. Maybe I can call myself Sunny, because I have such a sunny disposition. <laughs> All right, last but not least, we're going to get even more embarrassing. There are definitely things, I think, maybe among women friends, but I don't hang out with a lot of women friends. I'm not a woman, so I don't know. But amongst me and my guy friends over the years, there's certain things that we would never tell each other that we liked or did or watched because we would be afraid that we were going to get roasted. We were going to get made fun of, right? Uh, like there was, there's always been a long running joke about, uh, you know, how is, uh, you know, when does riding a moped become uncool? And that's when your friends see it, right? Uh, or something like that. I think that might have been the super politically correct version of that joke. I think it more had something to do with sleeping with somebody who was a few extra pounds. But anyways, uh, there's just certain things that you don't tell your friends because you are afraid that if you tell your friends this certain something that they are going to literally make you cry and embarrass you because uh, you know that what you did or what you said or what you watched is going to be looked down upon by your friends and people. And, uh, you know, when me and my friends give each other a hard time, it isn't because we're trying to bully each other. It's just that's how we show love. 
by busting each other's balls. And that's what I love to do. I can take having my balls busted, especially by somebody I like because I know they're busting my balls because that's what they do. Believe it or not, I've always been a ball buster. If I'm busting your balls, it means I like you. If I'm not busting your balls and giving you a hard time, it probably means I really don't like you. So if I'm making fun of you, if I'm giving you a hard time, if I'm busting your balls, it means I love you. That's my way of showing affection is to be witty and funny and give you a hard time out of love. Not because I'm trying to bully or because I'm angry or hateful, right? So this is the thing. And I'm going to be honest with you right now because, uh, you know, I want to make you laugh and you're probably going to laugh at this and roast me up for it. And that's why I'm here. Go for it. See if you can break me. But there is a movie that I've never admitted that I've ever watched and I would never admit and up until now that I liked it. But uh, this is what we're going to be doing. I'm self-deprecating on myself. Or maybe I'm self-defecating on myself. I don't know. You choose. But the movie in question that I have never told any of my guy friends I have ever watched or that I even liked it or even watched it a second or third time. You ready for this? Twilight. Robert Pattinson and uh, Christine, Kristen Stewart. All right. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Believe me, when that movie first came out and they had the trailers for it and all these teeny bopper girls were like uh, standing in line for weeks to get a ticket to see the movie and they were like, oh my God, who is hotter, Edward or uh, the other one? I can't remember his name. Edward... Edward's the vampire, then the other, Jacob, Edward and Jacob, I'm team Jacob, I'm team Edward, it's just like, oh my god, and I was, I was right there, I was like, dude, you will never, ever, ever be able to pay me to watch that movie, ever, right, that's how I was, I was right there with you, uh, fast forward, I think a couple years later, it's now 2010, and I'm engaged to be married, and my fiance at that time was a huge Twilight fan. And if, if you have a girlfriend or you're married and you're engaged, she wants to watch a movie, it's, yes, dear. Great, right? We don't want any problems. So I sat there with her and we laid on the couch and cuddled and I watched the first Twilight. And I kept my mouth shut. I said, all right, I love my fiance. She really loves this movie. I want to like the things that she likes, right? So I'm not going to go in talking shit. I'm just going to go in with an open mind and I'm going to watch it. And I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a decent movie. It was a good love story. I wasn't bored by it at all. I didn't think it was teeny or teeny bopper corny. It really wasn't. It wasn't that bad. And because I actually enjoyed watching it with my fiance in 2010 when the next one came out we watched it when the next one came out we watched it and then uh when the final couple came out uh we had actually split but because i had gotten into the first three or two or whatever i i wanted to see how it ended so there you go right i'm this macho right super privileged uh white dude right got everything going for me but what movie did I watch in secret where I wouldn't tell anybody in fear of being, uh, you know, 
picked on or bullied friggin' Twilight. And to prove something to you, do I have it here? Somewhere over there on my DVD shelf is one of the Twilight movies. And I didn't buy it. It's her copy. But she's now in Vegas or Pennsylvania. I don't know where she is. But uh, that's still her copy. But I have it up there somewhere. But yes, that is my embarrassing moment of the week. Something I would normally never tell anybody. Because literally, if my friends listened to this, or if I had just told my friends at the bar tonight that uh, I watched and enjoyed Twilight, I wouldn't hear the end of it they would absolutely annihilate me. Uh, what can you do? And you see, I think a lot can be learned from that, right? Every tough guy out there is like, oh, fuck, I ain't watching that Twilight teeny bopper bullshit, blah, blah. That's exactly how I was. And then I listened to me, my fiance. I respected her, and I'm like, listen, I could sit here and be a dickhead and just trash this movie all the way through it, or I could keep my mouth shut, keep an open mind, and just enjoy the fact that I'm with her and that she enjoys this. And when I did that, I actually liked the movie after all the shit talking I did. And that's just it. I think it's human nature to fear the unknown. I think it's human nature to shit talk about stuff that we're scared of or uncomfortable about. But I think it takes more of a man and more of a person and more of uh, just human spirit to be able to push that stuff aside and say, I don't care if my friends make fun of me or roast me. I'm going to like what I'm going to like. I'm going to watch what I'm going to like, right? And to tie into that is a great saying that's been around I don't know how many years, but I've... I love the saying, and the saying is, be as you are, be yourself, be yourself, because the people in your life who matter won't care that you're being yourself, and the people in your life who care about you being yourself, like they're negative about it, they don't matter. You get it? Be as you are, because the people who matter won't care, and the people who care are the ones that don't matter. So just be yourself. If you like something that you're afraid everyone around you is going to bully you for and make fun of you for, don't let that stop you. Do what makes you happy, not what's going to get you, um, you know, make you look cooler. Do the right thing, even when no one's watching. And you'll, you'll feel better inside for it. I promise you. And... Um, yeah, I think that's all I have for today. It's been about uh, nearly 50 minutes. Once I add in some music, it'll be at about 55. I Once again, I can't thank you enough for tuning in and watching this show that I take about eight hours every Thursday to produce and upload. And uh, yeah, about you know six people a week end up watching it. So it's worth all the time I spend on it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, YouTube viewership on these uh, podcasts uh, is a little less than I would like to see. But um, my subscribers and viewership uh, in terms of my stats on Spotify and on Google and on Apple, they keep to be trending up and up and up and up and up and up and up. So I am well over, I am into the thousands of subscribers and uh, listeners across all podcast platforms, but where we're running a little short is on the YouTube side of things. So like I said, if you could go over to YouTube and maybe try watching the podcast if you have time that would be great 
And if you could like it and subscribe on, uh, you know, my YouTube channel and share the podcast with somebody else that you might think would enjoy listening or watching, that's fantastic. That's all I can ask of you. And uh, that's about all I have. I hope all of you have a wonderful 4th of July weekend. And uh, yeah, just be careful not to blow anybody's arm off with a firework. And don't do what I did. I think it was 2005. I was living in South Carolina. I was dating a nice lady. We were just outside of Charleston, uh, maybe a half an hour or an hour outside of Charleston, South Carolina. There's a big lake. I don't remember what the lake is, but this lady I was dating, she had a house on the lake. It was the 4th of July. They had a speedboat on the lake. They had jet skis. And I went to her house all day. We drove around on the boat on the jet skis, had an absolute blast. And then that night we lit off fireworks. And I was looking up, watching the fireworks like people do, and uh, a piece of hot ash from one of the fireworks actually landed on my eyeball. (laughs) So I spent the rest of the night in her bathroom with her mother holding like a cold washcloth over my eye. So uh, yeah, that's one of my great 4th of July memories is having a firework fall ash down from the sky and land in my eye. Happy birthday, America. (laughs) Anyways, again, that's all the time we have. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much. Take care. Dropping bombs on your mom, singing.